Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast that you're listening to right now. Thank you so much, called Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. It is a daily podcast, 365 days a year, and each day we talk to an author about all of the things related to their career, their book, their life, and more in 30 minutes or less, because who has time? I am now an author myself, although I wasn't when I started this podcast, and you can get my new memoir, Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, wherever books are sold starting July 1st, and my children's book, Princess Charming. You can learn more about me at zibbyowens.com, but really, you're here to learn more about the authors, and that is what we're going to do. Also, be sure to check out all the other podcasts in the Zcast Podcast Network. You can learn more at zcastnetwork.com. Com and definitely check out those shows as well. I hope you'll all check out the all-new Zibby Mag, Z-I-B-B-Y-M-A-G, the literary lifestyle destination with essays, book news, a lit lifestyle feature, and even some classes. Check it out, zibbymag.com. Robbie Weber is the author of If You Change Your Mind, Robbie is a Florida-based writer who loves sunshine, summer, and strong-willed characters. He can normally be found as close to the ocean as possible with his dog, Arthur, and a novel from Reese's Book Club. He is also known, by the way, on Instagram as Robbie Reads, at Robbie Reads, where he has a fabulous bookstagram account that you should definitely check out. Welcome, Robbie. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss if you change your mind. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Every time I like pick up your book or think about it in my head, I want to start singing, right? <laughs> that's I, I know, what it's that's, from, it's right? It's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, like one of the first 
when we put the title on Goodreads, someone commented like, do you think of ABBA or are you normal or something? And it's like the most liked comment. I'm like, so glad people got it. Cause yeah. it's like, it could have gone either way, but I think a lot of people get it, which I love. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> so first of all, I was so excited that you had a book coming out after being like a fan of how you do your awesome bookstagram. And of course now there's like more books coming out. So why don't we start with what, let's talk about this book. And then I want to hear about your whole bookish journey. So can you tell everybody what If You Change Your Mind is about? Yes. So If You Change Your Mind is a young adult rom-com. It's a, it's a beach read. It's basically about the 17 year old boy who wants to be a screenwriter and he's had his heart broken before. And He has his heart set on winning a competition so that he can get into USC's film school. And he's, you know, going to be free of distractions, which for him includes, you know, cute boys. And of course, his first heartbreak, his first ex comes back to town and he kind of wants to win him back. And then there's also this new uh, cute boy in town. He's really sweet. So it's kind of like this, you know, classic love triangle with some twists along the way. I mean, I don't know if this was just in my version, like in an arc or whatever, but you said in your author's note that you love a good rom-com, but you hadn't yeah. seen enough with with men falling in love with each other and decided to sort of rewrite the narrative, which is awesome. Yeah, exactly. I think like I really wanted it to be not an issue book because I, I feel like we want to give readers, especially young readers, the, the chance and the choice to have both, right? Like to have those important kind of conversational books about like those, those issues about coming out and uh, discrimination, things like that, but also kind of let's have a happy, you know, rom-com space for them too, to kind of escape, you know, when they want to. Did you read Playing the Palace by Paul Rednick? I haven't yet. I have that one on my list though. Okay. I interviewed him, I guess, was it last summer? But that was like a similar mission that he had. Yeah. Just like, why not tell a love story? Like, why does it have to be yeah. Anything else? Exactly. Right. This doesn't have to be like. So- I feel like they're all important. Like it's equally important to have kind of the tough conversations and things that comfort you through maybe hard times or answer questions for you, but also kind of to have an escape and to have something a little bit more maybe lighthearted, you know. So, yes. Also, I feel like the best way to teach anybody or show anybody anything is through a story anyway, right? Yeah. No, for sure. You know, it's so funny because like with Schitt's Creek, I don't know if you're a Schitt's Creek fan. My daughter is, so I hear about it all, okay. the, but I, I don't watch that much TV. <laughs> well, it's just funny because like I loved the show. I watched it really late. Like I watched it during the pandemic, but I didn't really, even as a writer who's writing these kinds of stories, realize there's no homophobia on the show. And I heard Dan Levy talking about it. And then I was like, oh, like you don't even notice that it's missing because mm-hmm. it's just such a nice environment. And I kind of wanted that to be the same thing, you know, with my books. It's like, you just don't, I don't want anyone to even think about it or miss it or anything. The great part about your book, well, there are many great parts, but <laughs> your voice is so awesome and funny and relatable that you just like dive right in and, it's like you know, we're in the narrator's head and feeling all of his crushes and his anger. And, you know, when he pushes Grant back into the pool, when he shows up, his name's Grant, right? Grant yeah, Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. So when his old sort of paramour comes back to town and he just like doesn't know what to do with himself. And then it's just like, I'm just going to push him in the pool and doesn't even <laughs> think about it. And then he's like, what was I doing? And it's sort of like the ongoing interior monologue that I guess not everybody has, but, you know. I certainly, especially like a teenager, I feel like, right. Yes. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I still have one sometimes, but like, especially in that, those teen years where you're like, wait, I maybe did not think this through at all. <laughs> yes. 
So I totally related to the like crush, new person, you know, just all of that, like in the love affair space, but also the character of his mom. And there you have a passage that I actually, I like screenshotted to save. And now of course I don't have it in front of me, but it's been haunting me because there was a passage about Harry's on the beach with his mom and his two little sisters. And, and he describes his mom as someone who like comes to the beach, but only to like peek up from her phone and like off of Zoom or not, you didn't say Zoom, but something like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, is that how I am as a mom? Like, <laughs> is that what my kids are thinking that I'm there at the beach, but all I'm doing is like peeking up from my phone. And then I'm like, flashing back to like going to the beach club with him the other night. And I was literally on an Instagram live for like half an hour on the staircase. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am like Harold's nightmare mom in fiction. Like, oh no. (laughs) No, but you know what? It's actually funny because I think, and I know like that was just a word you just said in passing, but like the nightmare mom thing, I think it's funny because I actually really want readers and just anyone in general to really respect working moms, you know, especially from that, because it's like, even though she is a working mom and she's a single mom providing for her three kids, like she's present and she's a big part of their lives. And I think that like, I just have so much respect, you know, obviously a lot of the family is based on my family and my experiences. And so I, I, I think, you know, there's no shame in that. I think, and I bet your kids probably have the best thing to say about you, you know, whether you're on your phone or not. So that was a really, really important part of the book for me, actually. And I'm really glad that like, you kind of picked up on it and yeah, I think there's no shame in like having to work and balance it. And I think, you know, it's all good. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, it was nice to see a version of myself reflected back <laughs> to me. You know, you could just imagine me sitting there in horror, like reading this, not horror. I'm no, joking. Yeah, I'm joking. No, no but, but it's, go- it's good. You know, I'm sure, again, I'm sure your kids only have great things to say about you, honestly. So oh, I wouldn't even. <laughs> hopefully that's true in public. <laughs> and you also, you had a summer reading thing, which is great because like we are in the midst, I'm in the midst of forcing them to do summer reading, which we're completely behind on, but I'm not going to admit that. And we were like, you know, I'm like reading it during summer reading time for all of us. And you have the summer reading game, which is so great that whoever can think of a book Whichever of the kids could think of a summer reading book from their list first got to choose dinner. And that's brilliant. So now I'm like, (laughs) maybe I'll try that. That's amazing. I literally just, so my 11 year old sister, she's with me over the summer. And I really, I was just like, what are you reading for summer reading? She's like, oh, um, I'm like, okay, that we need to go back to the list. We need it's almost <laughs> summer's almost over. <laughs> yes. I know my daughter, one of my kids is educated, was on the list. And I was like, I actually never ended oh. up reading educated. And I was like, Let, why don't I read it out loud to you? And I'm like, this is ridiculous. It's gonna take me like a hundred years to do that. And she's supposed to be reading it. So anyway. I, Wait, I, how I just, old? That's a, that's a really good list, I feel like. That's I know. She's 15. She's 15. Okay, okay. So, but anyway, we started it. It's very, it's much more literary than I thought. Right. You know? That's why I'm like, it's, I mean, that's good. That's Yeah. That's, we might have to put it aside, but anyway, I might finish it without her. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there's that whole mom angle, which I related to a lot. And then of course this, the, the, the misfit angle. So it's Logan, the new lifeguard is like shoved into a locker, which is so sad. And he makes some joke about how like his friends do this all the time. And, and Harold's like, really? I don't think I have friends who like stuff me in a locker and leave my <laughs> clothes soaking wet in the shower and, you know, put my iPhone on top of the lockers and all that. He's like, what kind of friends are these? You know? Right. <laughs> but I also really, you know, there's also a piece of Logan 
that everyone can, I'm sorry, not Logan. Yes, Logan. There's a piece of Logan everyone can relate to. And like, mm-hmm. you're feeling like picked on or you're in a new place and you're just, you're trying to play it off. But like, how do you do that? I just feel like there's something for everybody, no matter who they are or what stage of life that there's, that there's just so much relatability in this. And I, of course, like yeah, so. from <laughs> the beginning, like wanted to see like, okay, is Grant really so great? Like what's like what's beneath the cool exterior here? Like is he really like the JFK Jr. type that I had him in my head? You know. So where did you where did you get this whole sort of I can't really call it a love triangle, but you know, this the, the all of the plot and the the love piece and even the cheating like the cheating friend that was another thing. Do you tell? Do you not tell? Oh my gosh, there's so yeah. much. No, I know that it, it's funny because like, I, it's so like when you do the log line, it's just like the love triangle, right? But there are kind of like a lot of different threads that he's navigating. So that was a really important part to me is I wanted it to feel very much like the all consuming things when you're a teenager, that when you're 17, it's like the end of the world. But like in two years, Harry's not going to remember like any of this stuff, which is, I really wanted that to be part of it. Like I really wanted it to feel like why like at some points like why are you so stressed about this because that's just how we are when we're teenagers you know and so that was all very conscious and I think the love triangle or just kind of the premise was very much you know kind of getting over that first love and like not being sure if that first love maybe you guys were meant to be and maybe like you can come back to each other or maybe you weren't and like all of those questions that you just have that there's no right answer for and you just have to figure out you know and I like the idea of like a falling out of love, falling in love kind of juxtaposition in a story. So that was that was kind of just where, I don't know, it came from. <laughs> well, I'm interested to hear your process of writing this because in reading it, it feels like effortless. Like it just must have come right out because it's so like the tone is conversational in the best possible way. I mean, that is the highest compliment and, and just so fun. Like it felt very escapist. And, you know, your whole branding of the book too, I feel like plays really well into that. But what was it like writing it? Did it just come out of you like that? Did it, like, what was it like? Yeah, no, well, thank you. It It's easy to write. Like, it's easy to draft. The, the YA rom-coms, I just like feel like I love getting into that voice of that main character and just going with it, you know? And I'm, I'm in my life, I'm very much a plotter, but when I'm writing, I'm kind of more of like that pantser. Like I just want to get in their head and like see where the story goes. Obviously the more like of a professional endeavor this becomes, the less you can do that. (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know. know. As you like, so as I sell books, like I've sold two additional books and those we kind of sell on a synopsis. So like we have to plan those out, you know, but like with, if you change your mind, I was able to literally like pants the first two drafts. And then by the time I had really revised it, that's when I got an agent and that's when I sold it. So I was really able to really be like super just in Harry's brain, like what's going to happen. We're going to see how he feels about this thing. But the process is, I mean, it's really all about characters for me. And, and it sometimes is a little bit of a struggle because like, you know, everyone has weaknesses and my weakness sometimes is plot. Like it's like, okay, everybody can't just be happy and everybody can't just fall in love and get along and, you know, hang out on the beach because that's not a, a <laughs> compelling story. So, yeah. And I think also one thing that's interesting is I know like a lot of writers can write like out of order or write, you know, like pick a scene and just like write it. I cannot do that because I have to like know how exactly is Harry feeling in this scene because of everything that happened before. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's really important to me too. Yeah. I feel like that's hard. I don't know how... That seems incredibly hard to do. Yeah. I mean, maybe if it's third person, I don't know if it'd be easier. Like I can't imagine writing first person and like being like, you know, because 
the smallest thing someone said in the previous chapter could just change everything in their brain. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's like a full on time travel. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Then you can get a then little. Then you could do it. Then you yeah. could get it. Yeah. Can you take me back to like where you grew up, like who you are as a person, and how you mm-hmm. got into this whole thing, and when the bookstagramming started, and when your whole writing career? Like, just tell me the whole story. And say you're and you're at Rob. Wait, hold on. Robbie Reads at Robbie yes. Reads. R O B B Y R E A D S. So anyone listening, go check that out because I am such a fan of this bookstagram page. And oh, like, oh my gosh. Anyway, okay. <laughs> no, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so I grew up in Florida. You know, grew up at the beach. That's why basically all my books are like beach books. And I studied PR. We're, we're, we're in Florida, Jacksonville. Okay. Yeah. So Northeast Florida. So like Jacksonville Beach, Atlantic Beach was where I grew up and went to high school and all that. And I studied PR and I always like wanted to work in fashion PR. So I did that in New York and and then I ended up moving home because I like for plenty of reasons, like it's expensive. It's whatever. But also because once it got cold, Florida boy, I was like, I, I don't think I can actually, <laughs> I'm not good out ta- for You it. should talk to my husband who grew up in Florida, who's just like, you know, you don't have to do this with the weather. Like, yeah, I'm like, I can't. You don't have to make it through. <laughs> there are options here. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I, when I moved home, I actually, like, I've always written stories like in middle school and high school and middle school. I feel, I feel like was when I first wrote like a novel, like a over 50 something thousand words, you know, and I kind of always kept doing that. And then I remember I wrote one when I was in New York. And then when I got home, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life because I don't want to work in fashion, but I like, I, I know I love writing. And I actually was inspired to write Harry's story at first where he was like 21 and trying to figure out his life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. Adam Silvera actually gave me some really great advice to, to kind of make it YA just based on the market at the time and based on like the, the voice and the actual story I wanted to tell. So I was writing that and then... At the same time, I realized like nobody cared on my Instagram when I posted pictures of books, like, you know, love my friends and family, but they're not like engaging on it and being like, oh my God, I love this book too. And I had like, you know, I, I love interior design. I I love like trying to, you know, find an aesthetic and all that stuff. So I just started taking pictures of like my bookshelves and made a little Instagram account and it just became like this whole thing. And it's just been amazing ever since it's been great, a great platform to kind of market my books and to you know, reach readers and other authors. That's been really amazing too, is like to have friends in the industry before I'm even starting out. So yeah. So cool. So when did that start? That was summer of 2017, I think. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So it's been, it's, and, and the, the bookstagram thing is like one of those where sometimes I'll have like a quarter life crisis where I'm like, what am I going to do with this? Because it's like, it was so much of like a really personal creative outlet for so long. And then, you know, as you know, as you start to make something a little bit more professional or you start to market like products and things like that, it's, it's, you have to think about it a little bit differently. And so I'm trying to kind of figure out how to keep it fun and keep it like engaging, but also, you know, I'm getting older and I want to keep certain things private and like, it's just very, it's an interesting thing to navigate, but it's been a lot of fun. How old are you? Can I ask? Am I allowed to ask? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm 27. So I mean, I say I'm getting older, but like when you're 22 and you start something versus like you get, you know, I don't know. I feel like these years you start to quickly like find yourself in who you are and what's important to you and all that stuff. So there, I think it's a big difference from thinking about me being 22. Honestly, <laughs> do not think I could have lived my life with so much flux all the time on Instagram, the way everybody does. All yeah. the young people now, not that I'm so old, but no, I'm 45. And like, <laughs> even like, I feel like my life until my life was fully set, so to speak, 
again, the second time, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, I, can, I can't even imagine going through some of the stuff I went through. And even if I had gone through my divorce while I was on Instagram, which I wasn't, like how would I have even handled that? So anyway, it yeah, is, it and is like crazy. People kind of expect, I think, I mean, it's, it's two-sided, but like people kind of expect certain access Yes. certain things about you and they like, you know, because they, they feel like you're friends and, and so in a lot of cases, maybe you are and you have a community, but it's also like, how do you determine what the boundaries are? And yeah, it's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all have stuff we need to get off our chests. Even if we don't think it's interfering with our daily life, there are some things you just haven't processed, be it grief or trauma, eating disorders, anything. It might be time to work on those things, and I have a solution for you. Therapy. Online therapy by BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I took the brief questionnaire online where there were, I don't know, 20 questions. It didn't take long at all, maybe three minutes. And then I got matched with a therapist who could help me work on whatever. I picked trauma because even though it happened in 2001, I am somehow still not over the loss of my friend on 9-11. And it is what it is. BetterHelp is going to help. And I am so excited, especially because with my special code, instead of $80 a month, it is 10% off, $72 a month, which is so much less than traditional therapy. And you'll get a perfect therapist for you. There are 35,000 therapists to choose from, so you'll find the right one. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash moms don't have time today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash moms don't have time. Um, so what do you want to do? So you, you have the, so you have this book obviously, mm -hmm. which is fantastic. And by the way, I guess I don't even under the, the YA distinction for me is so murky because it's just as much a book for grownups as it is. It just because it has a, a teenage character. I mean, like Jennifer Weiner's books have teenage characters. They're not YA. Like what makes sure. something YA? I wouldn't even necessarily put this in a YA, I guess it's, and it's also so clever. And there's so many like references to older things, which I don't know, you know, I know that, that, that it's hit or miss if that goes over. Oh, I got it. I I well, no, I mean, like the teens, I think a lot of times they're like, what is Casablanca? I'm like, yeah. Oh, we gotta yeah. get that in schools or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pop culture class. I don't know. I think it might be like content. I don't know. I mean, there's yeah. not like sex. I mean, there is swearing, but it's not 
like I think there's only like one f bomb in the whole like things like that. I think start to become factors in if it's you know young adult or if it's adult. I think it's like if it if there were a lot more mature themes, I think then it would start to push yeah. up into there. But okay, all right, fine, whatever. <laughs> okay, wait. What is your? You have another book coming out in summer of twenty three. What is that about? And what's that called? And all that stuff. Yeah. So that is called I Like Me Better. I'm actually finishing up edits for that now. It is about another 17-year-old named Zach who... So it's actually in the same town. It's like the year younger than Harry. So it's kind of like we're going to the next generation or not okay. generation, I guess, but like... Next the class. Next, yeah, the next class. So he's like the soccer star. He's the captain. He's homecoming prince. He is you know ready to have a really fun summer, but he... Um, ends up getting in some trouble and gets community service at the Marine Institute, um, which is like a conservation center and aquarium at the beach. And he kind of has to navigate a summer he did not expect. And there's, of course, a cute boy who, you know, is kind of different because he doesn't really give Zach the like, you're popular, I'm going to give you the time of day treatment that he's used to. So it's just kind of all about the summer of things that are, you know, unexpected. (laughs) Very cool. And what's after that? After that is summer. So what are we at? We're 23. So 24. God, I can't believe we're talking about 2024. My next book is called What Is This Feeling? Which is about, so the next class. And it is a teenage boy named Teddy who is going on his senior trip with the theater department to New York City. And they have like a scavenger hunt. He wants to meet his Broadway idol and he's going to share a room with his best friend. But at the last minute, she can't go and he gets stuck rooming with this boy who's like a kind of a loner, kind of quiet. And yeah, you know, you know, what's going to happen from there. <laughs> awesome. It's great. You're, so you're doing like Sweet Valley High for... I'm, I'm trying. For today. <laughs> Did you read those books? Do you know what I'm no, talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I love Sweet Valley High. Yeah. I, I'm like, I love, you must like, have, because you yeah. seem like to be like a 45-year-old trapped in the body I of a 27-year-old. I might be. It's kind of a running joke. Sometimes I do think that. <laughs> okay. I, I think that like... You know, one thing is, um, like, in and if you change your mind, Harry's so influenced by his mom. Like, there's a part where they talk about like favorite books and and songs, and like he loves when Harry met Sally because his yeah. name's Harry, and he likes Cindy Lauper because his mom. And like, those are things that are very much pulled from my life. Like, I think growing up with like my mom as my best friend, a lot of things that I, you know, learned and appreciate are maybe from like when she was younger or, or, you know, passed on or whatever. So I think maybe I am in my forties in my brain. How old is your mom? I feel like maybe your mom. 47, 47. Yeah. She had me when she was young. So oh my gosh. 20, I think. Yeah. Is she in the writing world at all? No, she is not at all. <laughs> I feel like she, she loves I, books though. I got the book. I might be friends. Her. Yeah. <laughs> no, you totally could be. I think 100%. I got my love reading for her for sure, but no, oh, <laughs> that's amazing. So where I know you said you're rethinking or not rethinking, but you know, pondering direction strategically yeah. of your whole thing with all these books coming out and everything. Like, what have what are you trying to achieve that you have not achieved? Like, where do you want to take this? Do you want to be like a brand yourself and like recommending books? Like, are you involved, by the way, with Reese's book club at all? Or are you just like a huge fan? Because I know that's all over and you recommend Yeah, I'm just like a huge and- I think I've just been like a fan for so long that now they like are so nice and will like send me their you know, PR packages or like send me things or include me in like helping to push things out, which is really fun because it's like my favorite. That actually, I think Reese's Book Club kind of revitalized like my love for Robbie Reads when it was kind of like, you know, what do I want to do with this? It's kind of became like, this is a really fun new community to be part of. But yeah, no, I'm not part of it or anything. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So 
what about like film stuff? There's all this screenwriting and you intersperse all the chapters with actually a screenplay, which is yeah. really cool. So I'm like, wow, he's actually writing a screenplay and putting it in this book at the same time, which is actually like two in one, if you would think about it. Are you interested in doing that? Is this going to be a movie? Did I miss some news and you actually are already making this a movie? No, so none, no news yet about it being a movie. I hope so. That would be great. You never know. But I do really want to get into screenwriting. I I just got, I think it's called Final Draft. I like just downloaded the trial. I'm going to, once I finish yeah, these yeah, edits, yeah. I'm going to start playing around with it. The funny thing is like the screenplay and If You Change Your Mind is met with some mixed reviews, which I totally knew was going to happen because I knew it's pretty like, you're either going to like it or you're not. And but one of the things that is funny to me is like, people are like, this is, I could written by a teenager and it's actually like consciously yeah. not my best screenwriting because it's supposed <laughs> to be Harry at 17, you know? So it's kind of funny because I do think some people probably are like, this guy does not know how to write a screenplay, which, but I mean, to be fair, I actually don't, <laughs> but, um, but I do think like, I, I have some stories and like some ideas in my head where I'm like, this is definitely not like a first person. This is definitely not a novel. Like I would love to write like a domestic thriller or like something like that. Like I would love, I mean, you know, I love book club books. So I would love to do that. I don't know if it'd be a book or a screenplay or what, but yeah, I would love to to get into screenwriting at some point or at least attempt it, you know, see what happens. And is, did the same publisher buy all your books? Yes. Yes. Is it Berkeley or did I make that up? No, it's um, Inkyard. So with Harper. Right. I okay. don't know if Berkeley is Harper or Penguin actually, or they might be even separate, but Berkeley is, so I have, written an adult rom-com and we're currently editing it breaking the news here first but i mean hopefully you know <laughs> hopefully that will sell and become something you never know but yeah i i would love to you know start kind of getting into that space as well well send it to zippy books if you have if yeah, you're allowed to do right. that if you, if, <laughs> that's why i was sort of going if you have like a non-exclusive or whatever but yeah yeah we definitely we'll, we'll talk <laughs> okay. yeah stay in touch yeah <laughs> I do think there's some, I don't know. I feel like there's some fun stuff we could do together. Yeah. Huge like love of books and color. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my, I know. I've been looking at your bookshelves and I'm like. <sighs> not here. Not so much. No, those I love. I try to do the color coordinated, but I end up getting like, I get like stressed because I'll add a book to it. And then I'm like, okay, I got to redo everything. Maybe I need to stop getting so many books. <laughs> my So I'm not in my full-time house right now. I'm here for the summer, but every summer I stick more. So around... Well, I'm pointing, but you can't really see, but around the corner is like this walk-in closet and there are no clothes. It is full on. That's how my guest, that's how my guest closet is. Literally. I show people, I'm like, you're going to die. Come look at this. And it's literally like my crafting chest or whatever you call it, like random stuff. And then books just piled up against the wall. Yeah. (laughs) I even gave away so many to a local library, like twice and there's, it's still full. And then now I'm like, well, I don't, I I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Although I saw somewhere, who was doing this? Somebody was the Jewish, I think it was the Jewish Book Council because they, for their Jewish book awards, I, they get so many submissions. And I just saw on Instagram, they're having like an open house from like three to six for anybody to like come in and get books or something. They're like, please. <laughs> yeah. They're like, please just take my books. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I could do like. I had, one of my libraries wouldn't take books. They're like, we have too many. And I was like, okay, I mean, I guess that's good. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, I literally just like filled some tote bags and was like, bye-bye. Here <laughs> so you go. <laughs> have fun. Okay. So what advice do you have for aspiring authors? Mm, okay. I have one thing that I always say. So if anyone's like, listen to anything I've ever done, they're like, okay, do you have anything else? But I think really like writing what's true to you just makes all the difference in the world. You know, like there were times when maybe other agents and other editors who I you know, didn't end up working with maybe 
wanted to make it more of like a hooky novel, you know, like adding that kind of element. Like I always reference things like who's the anonymous person on the other side of the email or like who's, you know, like those kinds of things where it's kind of an obvious like sell of, of a hook. And I kind of just always knew like that wasn't the story I wanted to tell. Like I wanted it to be like a quiet character driven story. And I think that just like adding those elements of things that maybe aren't like you, you might not see them in the market or you might think that they would make your book less of a, of a sale or things like that. If you stick to that, I think you end up with a more authentic and more true story and one that you're proud of. At the end of the day, like even if your book, I don't know, I haven't hit the New York Times bestseller list, but I would assume even if your book hit the New York Times bestseller list, but you didn't love it, like I can't imagine that's a really as gratifying as if like you were true to yourself your entire career and you were proud of all of the books that you put out, you know? So I think that's what I always just want to say. It's just like, keep writing things that feel like you and feel true and that you are proud of and like have your heart in. I needed to hear that today too. Thank you, Robbie. <laughs> I, well, I have to tell myself that like, even with I Like Me Better, like it's been re like fully rewritten, I think two or three times at this point. And this iteration is the most like, me version where it like feels like it's like a Robbie Weber book. Like it feels like it's, you know, it's not like a companion to if you change your mind, but it's kind of like, I know readers who liked that will like this. And that's great. I don't know. I think that it takes a minute sometimes to get there, but it's also like along the way I was fighting things being like, I need to make it like this so that the market likes it. And it's like, no, no, no. at some point you got to stop doing that because you know what you bring to the table, it, someone else can't or I mean maybe they can but you know what I mean I <laughs> there's only mean. one you right <laughs> I know what you mean and I totally agree and you know not every writer can provide everything the market needs I right. mean you have to know you know it's like J Crew now they're like making the weirdest stuff and I'm like well maybe you're appealing to more people but like you've lost me you I know? know I know I'm always like I oh, God don't even get me started on, on J because I, I love J Crew but I'm always like okay where's like the stuff I'm gonna wear <laughs> right I used to only wear J Crew now I'm like well now what you know yeah. anyway. I'm wearing, wearing J. Crew right now. There you go. But it's yeah. like you have to like find the pieces. Like you're, I'm yeah. like, I don't know. I don't think I'm cool enough for this. <laughs> right? I know. I'm like, okay. That's a bummer. <laughs> but that's what happens when you deviate from like your brand right. and your core audience and you try something new. You, you'll get new people, but then you'll hurt people's feelings essentially who like are loyal and come to you for you or come to you right. for what your brand was supposed to represent. So it's always a risk, but um, yeah, exactly. that, then again, you have to innovate, but you know, I think you need to bring your, I feel like you follow your gut. Like, I don't know. Oh, I gosh, think there's things that you yes. innovate. Right. And it's like, you kind of know, like, you're like, this is like, this is right. Or there's yes. sometimes where you're like, mm, and I'm not even saying like, don't, if you know, if you're scared of something, don't do it. But more like, if your gut is like, this just doesn't feel like it's right. Yeah. That's a different story, you know? Yeah. I wrote a prose poem. I was like, I should not be doing this. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Robbie, thank you so much. This is so fun. Can we please stay in touch? I feel like there's yes. so much cool stuff we could do together. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. Please. This has okay. been so much fun. You it's too. been so great. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.